you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast was taped in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the first edition of the Around the NFL Super Bowl special. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by Mark Sessler. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? We're sitting here in the middle of Radio Row. People are watching us and possibly judging us. Chris Wessling. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, buddy. And Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? I like this. started as a little two-band podcast years ago, the debate club, and yeah. here we are now among the luminaries of the NFL world. It's true. I mean, this is our Super Bowl special at Radio Row, and it's, it's quite a scene. Mark, you look great. Everyone looks dapper, and I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited. This is going to be our biggest show ever. So there's a lot to get to. Why are the rest of you wearing ties and we're not? This is this is a power move. Okay. <laughs> and if you could tell, the way we are presenting ourselves is more as professionals. So this is our show. This is the big show. Uh, we have the top five reasons. We got a lot of things to get to. And yeah. Wes, the thing at the bottom of the show, just be ready. It's something we've been talking about for a long time. You're going to be eating for that. The top five reasons the Seahawks and Pats are the final, te- uh, the final team standing. We have a Super Bowl edition of What's More Likely. Ooh. And uh, we will find out. Will Chris Wessling eat his softball Woo-wee! pants? First time I've ever had heartburn before I ate something. Wessling was seriously nervous There's earlier. We were doing some preparations yeah. behind the scene with the softball pants. Wes is getting a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I-, I mean, he's eating... And polyester, zipper, and other composite parts. So we're just get ready, Wes. It's, it could be dangerous. I'm for concerned for my friend. I'm just openly you concerned. Should be. All right, but first, we're going to do the top takeaways from the week. All right, Mark, Mark Sessler, I'm going to start with you. 
your top takeaway. Yeah. You've been embedded with the Pats, right? For embedded. I mean, I'm not sure they would would say that about me, but that's that's what the assignment was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, I understand the whole deflate gate business. There's more to do with that. But in terms of it being a hot point distraction, I think that is melted away entirely. The mm. Patriots, to me, came across as hyper-focused, and no matter what people tried to make something out of it, they, they, they weren't distracted. I think a lesser team under a lesser coach would have been. Well, they handled it on Monday. That was the big yeah. day, really. Robert Kraft's statement helped put an end to all that. And you were right. By Tuesday or Wednesday, the media is bored of it. And maybe they're bored of it because we're talking about, you know, air pressure in football. Give me a break. Yeah. And it, I thought, yeah, like mo- Monday afternoon, I thought that thing, this was going to carry all the way. So I'm, I'm a little surprised. It felt like they got off the hook on that media day, and then it's been all downhill. So, so you agree with my point? I always do, just about. All right, about. I like that. You're so genius. Uh, my, here's my top takeaway. And I'll tell you about it. It's Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. I think this is the guy that you look at somebody, people are getting after this guy saying he does not take, he does not do his job as a professional athlete. He doesn't talk to the media. He's a guy that is, has his own agenda. That's fine. But I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. I think he's a, on some level, he's an anti-hero. He doesn't, everything he's done, everything he's done has been calculated. He's like, I'm not talking unless I'm getting paid for it. And I think it's kind of genius that people are getting so outraged about it because it just makes Marshawn Lynch look like a cooler guy. We were at a dinner last night. We were saying the same thing. Why, why do we need a, 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 a late 20-something athlete to be dazzling us behind the microphone? He's doing that on the field. That's all that Pete Carroll cares about. Ultimately, he's provided more entertainment with this or whatever it is that most of the players have during the week. Right. And the way that he's played over the last few weeks, it almost just sets up a scenario. If he goes out there in this Super Bowl and has a monster game, it's like he can change the way everyone thinks about it. What kind of running back has had that kind of run of two straight monster performances, then this whole media week thing, and then if he delivers on a big game too? And if you remember, or if you read this week, he did an interview with Maxim where it was he was like pushing some Brandy's building and he actually opened up. And it was boring athlete talk. And it was like, right. oh, wait a second, that's right. not fun. What right. he's doing is the fun stuff. So bizarre that in the age of social media, not having any hot takes, he gets a lot more attention than any of the players who actually speak. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is we don't we don't like football because of what players say. Yeah. Right. Like, we like football because of what they do on the week. And that, that raises a problem with this entire week, really. But it's like, that's not why well, Slow I'm down there, uh, Greg. <laughs> Trying to take down the whole machine. <laughs> uh, you know, Rog could be watching. You'll see what my takeaway. Wes, Wes, your big takeaway, it goes back to the head coaches. I think both of these teams are a direct reflection of the head coach. You've got Belichick's assembly line football humanoids mm. who never are allowed mm. to say anything interesting, have to stay on point. They seem scripted. It's like a Manchurian candidate situation. And then on the other side, you have the Seahawks where Pete Carroll, I was at all of his press conferences this week, this week and he comes off like the great sports philosopher. He's philosophizing the whole time, talking about the essence of team sports, brotherly love, and really the point of emphasis which the players and the entire coaching staff had all week was embracing the uniqueness of each individual, that they have so many different ingredients and personalities, and, I, and that really comes through with the Seahawks. It's crazy that the Patriots went from Bill Parcells to Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. Another reason that Greg's fan base is charmed. <laughs> well, well, he Pete sits Carroll on a throne of ease, as we know. <laughs> this is right here. Yeah. Uh, Wes, you said an interesting comment how you didn't used to really be a big fan and of Pete Carroll, and then spending the entire week with him, he's like completely changed your mind. It's 
continuing a pattern of you of falling in love with whatever Super Bowl team you're with. <laughs> with the Broncos last year, and that did not work out too well. That's a fair point. I, 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 credit, <laughs> I credit Pete Carroll because I think he made a lot of mistakes early in his coaching career. And I don't know how good of a person he was, but he seems like a more self-actualized individual wow. who learned for, from his mistakes. Do you see a little of yourself in Pete Carroll? No, wow. I have never learned anything, and I'm not good at evolving. What, I wish I, I was. I'm just saying, I'm like getting dizzy right now because Wes conceded a point. Right. Not only that, he used the word <laughs> self-actualized. There's no way that would have happened before you moved to Los Angeles. You're getting soft, buddy. It's happening. Tybee Island is getting further in the rearview mirror. Uh-oh. All right, Greg. Now... Uh, TD, our great producer in a truck right now, it told us uh, when I looked at the notes, a bunch of question marks next to your takeaway. And I'm wondering if you're in a panic mode, you couldn't think of anything about football, or there's actually a method to your question. Well, I, tr- I tried to think of a takeaway for a long time just to kind of have, okay, we're going to have this segment, it's radio. It's like, but when I thought about it, it's like, what do you really learn in these weeks at the Super Bowl? Do you, do you really think like, Everything we thought before the Super Bowl last year that we learned but from the Broncos and the Seahawks ended up meaning anything in the end. Like, I, I love this game, and I feel like it's been overshadowed by a week full of nonsense. But ultimately, this week doesn't really make any difference. It's what we've seen on the field all year. Slightly unprofessional uh, coming from <laughs> our editor and boss, but I guess we just have to agree with I that. I mean, I'm saying that I love, I love the sport. I, like, I almost think that this week and deflate gate and everything that's happened. It's almost like a distraction from the fact that we have the best Super Bowl matchup that I can remember. So much historical importance, two of the best two teams in the league. Like, that's all great. And like everything that we've been doing and talking about feels like a distraction. Way, one thing with Greg, yeah. a couple of things. One thing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I will say this. Like, I am afraid to disagree with Greg on this takeaway. Because we have the NFL Honors event, Mark. You you weren't you didn't want to cover it this year. Well, no, it, it, yeah, and he's it, been holding that over our head like an anvil. Anytime you get on Greg's nerves, he's threatening to send you to this colossal, you know, Saturday night event. Well, yes, yeah, so, Mark was threatening to torpedo a video NFL Now segment, which everyone should check out, by saying that I've done no research all week and just <laughs> burying me. And I said, well, if, if you do that, you can cover the red. We ask you for NFL a topic, Honors. and you give us question marks. That's where you know my, I'm a fact based. I'm getting so I'm that ex- from a factual I'm getting angle. Mark, you're a should, philosophical guy. Maybe right. you should think about Marshawn Lynch's question to the entire media this week. What are y'all doing here? All right. Well, <laughs> think about that. Greg is what, round two. Also, I, I just don't want to get fined. That NFL honors in this case is kind of a fine. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on. This is going to be our video segment. We're going to uh, take a look at uh, five reasons the Pats got here in the Super Bowl. So we're going to go through them, and then we're all going to add our insight about that. That's how this segment will work. I'm looking forward to it. So let's get to it. We have five to go through on the list here. Okay. And we'll start with Mr. Tom Brady, Mr. Wonderful, his go-ahead drive against the Ravens. It's our first point. And, uh, Greg, I feel like you should take us through this one. Well, I saw a list on NFL Network of the biggest plays of the year. And Tom Brady's touchdown to finish off this drive, we're seeing a big third and six. Danny Amendola, Chris Wesseling's favorite player with his biggest play. Somehow the last touchdown Brady made was only the seventh biggest play of the year. This is by far the biggest play of the year, the Brady touchdown to LaFell. That is, that is one of those God throws. Number two, the Patriots are a young athletic team on their front. They get to the quarterback. They make plays against running backs. Wes. Well, I think Jamie Collins... We heard Chris Collinsworth say, this guy, the sky's the limit. He could be the best player in the NFL down the road. 
Wow. And I think he's already one Luka. of the most athletic players. He can, He's so versatile. And then Dante Hightower had an even better year than Jamie Collins. He really emerged this year. Chandler Jones, athletic. Pete Carroll talked about how long he was, and the Seahawks really liked him coming out of the draft. All right, the next one, Bill, Bill Belichick's ability to adapt to the Pats' deep roster. Uh, Mark, do you want to take this Yeah, one? I'll take this one. Yeah. Number one, one of the takeaways I had this week getting up close to Bill Belichick, a little more handsome than I than I thought. You I said manly as well. Manly and handsome, yeah, but the part of that is just his smarts. And when look at look at the running back situation. We talk about this a ton. Doesn't matter who's in there. You got some guy you never heard of. He's running for 180 yards. Number four, Darrell Revis, and the impact he's made. You know, I'm going to take this one. All right, Greg. You're the because Revis. I'm sour about it. I, I grew I grew up a Jets fan, and he was supposed to go in our Ring of Honor about 11 years from now. Instead, <laughs> he probably still will. Uh, well, that's sad. That's too. sad. Uh, no, he goes to the Patriots and. And they, they nailed it. They got the guy when he's back from the surgery and healthy. So, major addition. Finally, the Gronk and Edelman show, Greg. So good over the middle. I mean, what a twosome. Edelman, to me, is so underrated. I think he's a top 15 receiver. He makes receivers, makes defenders miss. And Gronk's the best tight end in the league. Everything's up the middle. That guy's a major man crush on Tom Brady, by the way. I talked, heard him go on for about eight straight minutes about how great <laughs> Tom Brady is. Edelman, I don't blame him. Well, yeah, what, what are you expecting out of Julian Edelman? Pretty much made the man. All right. All right. All right, Jeff. Okay, we got to take a break. This is the first commercial break in the history of our show. When we get back, we're going to take a look at those five Seahawks plays that got into the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to play a game of what's more likely, and then we're going to do some softball pants. All right, welcome back to the Around the NFL Super Bowl special. And I, I like to think this is about me. But instead, we're getting more people on the couch. <laughs> so I'll get over it. But no, we have a very special guest. He is from his New Jersey mansion, his haunted New Jersey mansion. Connor Orr, what's up, buddy? What's happening? What's going on? You're kind of our roving reporter in the field. And I hear you've been hearing a lot of buzz on the outside of this media row here of uh, softball pants. So when I knew that this was going to be a special show, that's what I wanted <laughs> to spend the first segment on. And uh, a prominent, an agent of a prominent Seattle Seahawks player now mm. has wind that you are going to be digesting nylon and metal. So, I mean, mm. the buzz is palpable out there. He issued a warning. He was very He's concerned. starting to stiffen up. <laughs> it is a weird <laughs> feeling right. to know these are the final 20 minutes of Chris Wesley's life like, right now. <laughs> what a way to go. You're a great guy. All right, let's get into it. One of our favorite games on the podcast. What's more likely, the Super Bowl 49 edition. So why don't what? we get into it? The first one right here. First question. What's more likely? All right, Tom Brady has three completions. First, Richard Sherman, or Russell Wilson has three completions. First, Darrell Revis. I'll start Tom Brady because I don't see Russell Wilson having a lot of completions, period, in this game. I think they're going to struggle to find open receivers just like they did against Green Bay. They're going to run the ball a lot. I think the Patriots are going to play keep away. So Tom Brady is a lot more likely to get a lot of completions. Again, Greg leaning to <laughs> Whatever. I'm to think it is stunning. We're going to reveal our Yo, Super Bowl look back. It'll be later. great analysis. I'm starting to think. Uh, Wes, your thoughts? Any other week of the year, I would go with Richard Sherman because I think he's much harder. You map, yeah? You map, yeah? That guy. He's harder to complete passes against. Let's be honest. He's got the lowest passer rating that the NFL's ever had as far as when they've, when they've had this stack. So I think. But I can't get that image of him dragging his arm around the field. Mm. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a full pass. Did we ever get to the bottom of that? Was that a real thing, or was he trying to sucker Aaron Rodgers into making a mistake? Sure, I'm pretty like a sure real that thing. was that's, real. That's part of his M.O. He, he does do that. 
He did go to Stanford, and if you've read any profile on Richard Sherman, he is the smartest man alive. <laughs> it's very important to What's know. What's more likely here, Mark? All right, I, I think that I'm going to see Russell Wilson making three completions on Revis, but he's also going to make a fourth two into Revis's hands for an interception. Oh, we'll call back oh. to an earlier yes. Sessler. Connor Orr, what is more likely? I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Tom Brady completing passes on Sherman, but not for the reasons that Greg is. I'm actually my reasoning is based in science, and uh, wow, that's Richard a shot Sherman, at Greg, uh, <laughs> by the way, the scientist himself. Wow. Richard Sherman likes to likes to bait his quarterback, so he'll play off a little bit, maybe in the beginning. Tom will be, get some easy completions to start, but not towards the end. Mm. Mm, very good. Interesting. All right, let's move on to our next one. Next up. Rob Gronkowski outgains all Seahawks wide receivers. Our Marshawn Lynch doubles the Patriots' rushing total. We'll start again with Connor Orr. Ah. I'm going to say that uh, Marshawn Lynch. I'm, I'm going with Marshawn Lynch on this one. Wow. I didn't pay attention to the whole question, so. Right. No, it was kidding. a complicated one. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it's tough. There are a lot there, of there variables. variables there. So, wait, Gronkowski versus all of the Seahawks receivers combined. So, yep. basically, more than Russell Wilson's passing yardage, essentially. Yeah, more. Well, no, no, the wide receivers. receivers. Oh, just yeah. the wide receivers. Wilson, yeah, yeah, no. Lynch okay, just the wide receivers. Dan, I'm going Marshawn Lynch here because I think this he's the key to this game. And New England's run defense has improved down the stretch, but I don't really think that matters against Marshawn Lynch. He's going to get his plays, and I can see New England struggling to run the ball against Seattle. So I'm going Lynch. Wes? I'm going Lynch. I'm tempted to go on Gronkowski, but... Even if he gets 100 yards, I, I think Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin can get 100. Well, it's not like so we, I'm going to go Lynch. It's not like we have to look back far to come up with games where Curse and Baldwin did virtually nothing. They've had games where they've combined for 39, 46 yards. So, of course, I'm going Rob Gronkowski. I have <laughs> yeah, to be. This is a, well, yeah, but I have to be consistent. Thing. It's clear who I like in this game. Why would I not take Rob Gronkowski? You know, Cam Chancellor is great. A lot of big hits. You don't really see him making as many big plays in coverage especially when he's going up against a guy. No, like one, a no one man can stop Rob Gronkowski. Again, and let's remember, this game is in Arizona. If Rob Gronkowski wins this game, and the entire city is oh. in dire, dire shape. He's going to take the whole place then. An apocalyptic scenario potentially all, for all the, Phoenix. All the people that he didn't go to class with, he'll party with after the game. <laughs> Win or lose. All right, last one, guys. What's more likely? Right, i got to read this one straight off the card. Beast Mode <laughs> calls a truce with the media and replaces Ray Lewis on Monday Night Football in three years because Ray Lewis stinks. Or, wow. Wow. Uh, stay focused. Right. Or Rob Gronkowski pulls a Rivers Cuomo and enters into a graduate program at Harvard, taking some time off from the football world. I'm going Gronk for sure on that one. I could see that Gronk happening. Gronk going to Harvard. Yes, uh, Rivers <laughs> Cuomo you notoriously lived under a bridge in Culver City the for a couple of years. So uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of weirdness there. I like, I like that scenario. It doesn't make sense to me, but I like it. Right. Gronk, I'm not convinced that he's as uh, mentally challenged as everyone thinks he is. Mm. I think he's, he could strong. be a very wow. smart man. Did you hear him read the chapter from his erotic novel? No. It seemed like it was a struggle to keep putting those words, you know. This man wrote a novel? He did not write it, but oh. it's, it's about him, a good gronking. Greg be... actually bought like a whole trunk full of them and has <laughs> right. been handing them out on Radio Row. But he's kept uh, some Again, unprofessional, <laughs> slightly. I keep it in my room. Uh, I would definitely go with Lynch. He's a delightful individual when he actually gets talking. I think he'd be a fun media personality. I wouldn't. It honestly wouldn't surprise me that much if Marshawn Lynch is working 
maybe amongst us. Maybe he'll be the sixth member of the Around the NFL podcast. That would be awesome. That would be a little surprise. I would be stunned. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you go. That's what's more likely. Very good job, gentlemen. With all the pressure and all these strangers wondering who we are and asking to themselves. Your father was back there a little earlier. Oh, well, he left. He was disappointed. (laughs) disappointed He's like, it was a good chill. It wasn't a great chill. So uh, that's what's more likely. And now we move on. We did the Patriots before. Now we're going to get into five reasons why the Seattle Seahawks are in Super Bowl 49. Mm. Let's get to the list. First one, (laughs) beast mode. He keeps coming up. He has been activated after kind of a slow start on fire. Yeah, I think we said a lot about this guy. I mean, it's, you know, the, the Seahawks season completely changed when they traded Harvin away and went back to what everyone in the locker room wanted, which is a ground base. changed when they started, when he started dragging Green Bay Packers defenders yeah, look at this. for yeah. first downs and kind of, inspl- like, no other running back could win that game. Most fun guy to watch. All right, the next reason. Back to full health, Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor, Byron Maxwell. It's not a coincidence that the defense took off after that happened. I asked Bobby Wagner about this. Was was the plan brag? Was your changing changing your season just because you and Cam and Byron Maxwell get healthy? And his answer was, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Russell Wilson's next level awareness. Connor. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just look at the guy and look at this play right here. I mean, like he's in complete total control of the field, even though it looks like... Is that awareness or insanity? I made that play. <laughs> no, no, call wait, magic, baby. I didn't, they're uh, calling no, awareness just like making Greg things up as they go Greg starts getting scared when he sees things yeah, like that. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no defense for that. Was it awareness when uh, Eli Manning found David Tyree, or is it just throwing up for grabs? I don't know, but it still shows his ability to avoid the rush. And it's natural. I mean, look at his height compared to all those other defenders. He's able to dunk it. Next like up, let's be honest. The Packers' conservative play calling in the NFC title game, Greg. we got to well, talk about that. Let's not forget that the Seahawks are wildly lucky to be in this game. <laughs> it has nothing to do uh, – well, it has something to do with them. But Brandon Boston <laughs> catches that, that onside kick, and it's over. So they got lucky. They dodged – you know, what should have been a big loss. Next level, totally discrediting New England's opponent. (laughs) (laughs) But finally, defensive masterminds. Defensive masterminds. Bill Carroll, Dan Quinn. Just look at at last year's Super Bowl. The game plan they had to take away the Broncos' receivers, it was a masterpiece. And Greg has to be a little concerned about that. True or false, Dan Quinn came up to you and said he had read one of your articles, Chris Wessling, because he admires your bald head. I inferred that he had. He did not tell me that. He just said, nice to finally meet you. Oh, okay. He's been our favorite assistant two years running. I wish he was the Jets coach. All right, now, <laughs> let's get in. Let's move on to the key previews, uh, excuse me, the key matchups of this game. And, Mark, again, you look handsome today with this Thanks. jacket. Uh, you know, everything's k- clicking right now. Worn this say. shirt four days in a row. It's still relatively fresh. <laughs> I did think I smelled something. All right, That's you're fair. up first, and you want to talk about some running backs. Yeah, it's not, you know, a ma- it's it's the two running backs, and we kind of, which one of these is the bigger advantage? And he worked for the 15th time on this show. We're talking about Marshawn Lynch, and I, I like what LeGarrette Blunt, number one, that's the Belichick thing. You take a guy that was off the scrap heat, couldn't make it happen in Pittsburgh, they turn him into an AFC championship, you know, nightmare. For the second year in a row, this guy's on fire. But Lynch is the guy. How can you ever say Blunt is the biggest weapon here? Sure. No, but come on. People watching that Blunt game, they gave a lot of credit to the offensive line, and they kind of knocked it because it was against the Colts. But he's making people miss in the open field. He he's dragging it. Right. That was the best game LeGarrette Blunt's ever played. You're not played. playing the Colts defense this time. I think right? they're going to give him the ball a ton, though. I don't think this is one where, okay, they, let's change plans, go to Vereen, go to Jonas Gray. It's Blunt. What's it like on the throne of ease, anyway? <laughs> it's awesome. Like, what if you need to go to the bathroom? Is, does someone help you down? 
It often uh, ends up poorly at the end of Super Bowls. You have to be taken <laughs> off. All right. Uh, my key matchup, I'm going to go to the cornerback, and I'm going to say Richard Sherman versus Darrell Revis. Now, they're not going to be on the same field together, but I think this is such a fun, fun key matchup because they're two different players, but they both do an amazing job in different ways. Revis is kind of like the more all-around type guy. He can... He can uh, take over uh, uh, the best receiver on the team and just shut him down, and he disappears. R Richard Sherman, he's the guy, yeah, he plays on the left side mostly on that defense, but that's more a scheme thing. People use that to knock him, that he can't be that type of guy, but he can do it. He can do what Revis does. Yeah, well. heartbreak level, you know, pain inside of your body by seeing Darrell Revis sitting here on <laughs> New England's Super Bowl roster. It's got to be hard. I don't want to get into it right now. It's, it, may, it does make me sad. I mean, Revis having a great year, but yeah, Sherman is a guy that this is his big moment, though, and he's a guy that we know loves the stage, and this is the big stage. If he could have the big game and then Revis gets picked on a little bit, maybe Sherman will start uh, popping off because they had a little Twitter beef, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right before Sherman really took off, uh, he had a Twitter beef with Revis saying he was better, and this will be a big in individual matchup. It's weird. Who is Darrell Revis going to cover? It's like, who's All the right. guy? No, 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 I'm serious. I'm, who do you think he's going to cover? As Seahawks pass catcher. Like, Jermaine Curse, I guess, would make the most sense. Baldwin seems like a slot guy that maybe put Kyle I, Arrington on. Doug Baldwin better hope that Revis is covering because there will be no I don't think it's one guy all game, game either. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not one guy. Game. Maybe he moves he around. He covered a lot of Colts in the AFC title game. So, I feel like when they have, like, a more lockdown, big-time wideout, he's right. on that guy. Yeah. But in this case, uh, he will be bouncing around. Wes, Gronk versus Cam. Well, I feel like this is the most intimidating offensive player in the league. Matched up against the most intimidating defensive mm. player in the league. We saw last Super Bowl, Cam Chancellor set the tone with that hit on Demarius Thomas early in the game, separated his shoulder, and they played like caged animals after that. I think Gronk, out of all the Hall of Famers in this game, you've got Tom Brady, Darrell Revis, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, possibly Bobby Wagner. Gronk's the best player on the field, and no one man can stop him. This is Gronk's time to shine. He hasn't had these playoff moments. But it is a ridiculously tough matchup. Connor, you, you wrote a flowery feature on Cam Chancellor <laughs> earlier in this week. What did you learn about him? I mean, he's everything to this team. I mean, he's the heart and soul. He changed the Legion of Boom to love our brothers. And, like, I think we've read, like, is that a good move? I kind of like, like that. Might they, haven't, they haven't <laughs> lost since then. Okay. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, everyone, they gave a thousand different reasons why the Seahawks season has been turned around, but that is one of the thousand. Legion of Boom is so much better than the Love Brothers. Yeah, I feel so much better about the Patriots' chances because they are the Love Brothers. They've got like they've got neon green wristbands now. They are also uh, dressed in like the 1990s, you know, R&B bands on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Greg just has a golden hue around him. At I this know. It is. He is. He's glowing. <laughs> Whatever. You got to be confident. Why yeah. Not? All right, Connor. You want to talk some wideouts? Yeah. I think that. Uh, even though Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse were just slammed by the other half of the couch, I think that they're. Uh, I think that they're going to come. Uh, I think they're going to come up big in this one. I think they're two of the better blocking wide receivers in the league, and uh, I think their understanding with Russell Wilson is second to none. I mean, Doug Baldwin's first touchdown, uh, I think, in the divisional game against Carolina, was just a perfect example of their understanding. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a done deal. That's not really what you're looking for, though, in wide receivers. Darrell Revis said this, too. Right, exactly. They, they're like, what? Do if the you have Marshawn Lynch, that's true. But they asked Revis, what, are the, what scares you about the receivers? He's like, well, they're good at blocking, and they're good when the play breaks down. And, and actually, those, those are both true things, but that's not really what you look for in the old prototype wide receivers. That's all It's like the anti-Randy Moss. 
you guys, it seems like you're picking on me. It does. I, it, I'm noticing it too. Like, Greg, I'm not going to pick on you anymore. Okay. It, does, it did seem to get one-sided. Listen, he's, his team's in the Super Bowl. I feel I know, like we should there's be. a level of envy that's starting to bubble he's up. He's also our boss. It's also Friday. And we, I don't want to work NFL honors. No, and you won't. But okay. it's Friday. We've been doing this all week, and it's like, all right. Game 48 on. hours left. We're pretty much there. That's that's yeah. why we come here. Finally, Mark led us behind the curtain earlier, and the main lesson he's learned in broadcasting is if you don't know what to say, just rip on one of the other guys. So I think that's what's <laughs> going on here. When in Two. doubt, hit out. Greg, finally, <laughs> the coaches. Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's an awesome matchup. I love that Pete Carroll is aggressive in big spots. One of the things he did really late in that NFC Championship game was blitz Aaron Rodgers like crazy. And earlier this week, Earl Thomas said that was the perfect prep for this game because a, a hobbled Aaron Rodgers is a lot like Tom Brady. So I don't think it's a huge mismatch like it would be. But of course, I'm going to go Bill Belichick as the coach that you want in terms of game management. They've been great coming in and out of halves all year. They've scored a lot of points going in and coming out, and they keep winning the coin toss and deferring, so watch for that. Yeah, I mean, Seattle got two weeks of John Fox last week. Belichick's a different guy. You it's, give him two weeks. Why you know. don't we just get the Super Bowl and just watch, watch him flip coins on it? <laughs> it, is, it is funny, too, because the last Super Bowl, which it just showed the difference between John Fox and Pete Carroll, and it really did seem like a major reason why yeah. that game got away. You're not going to be seeing that in this game. This is going to be two teams well coached and ready. And I wish I could hear the, the Saturday night speech or whenever they do it for Belichick because he is going to talk about Deflategate. He loves to bring up that sort of motivation. Yes. Basically, everyone's against you, using a lot of F-bombs. He's be beautiful. Greg is actually looking into the future for the NFL film special and the champions uh, Patriots when we see that. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. Now we're almost getting West softball pants. It's literally minutes away. Now. <laughs> where's your where's your where's your mind at? I think of everything I've consumed this week. Yeah. Softball pants are not high on the list of most harmful things <laughs> in my life. That's too. really fair. Well, let's also remember what brought these softball pants to the forefront. Your hubris and your lack <laughs> of faith in Brian Hoyer. So let's not forget, yeah. you played a role here. We will get to that. Now, real quick, we can't get, spend too much time on this because Wes has to eat uh, nylon and things. Our Super Bowl picks, we're going to make our picks. Uh, Greg, you already went. I will. What well, is that? Greg, you go first. You make <laughs> your pick, and then you give your poppin' pick. Like poppin' pick? Well, like, first your game pick, player. your final score. Okay. 23-13, Patriots defense comes up big. This dynasty was born, really, amidst controversy. It feels fitting that it'll mm. end in a sea of controversy in Phoenix, pop the site of their worst. Poppin' player, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he's going to spike the ball and create a lot of bad jokes about deflated football. Poppin' yeah. player sponsored by Papa Don, a low-tier pizzeria in the Phoenix area. Uh, my pick, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry, Greg. I think they're going back-to-back. I think they're winning 30-20. You're going maybe. to NFL honors, by the way. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I got almost through the show. 30-20. to Poppin' player, Marshawn Lynch. He's going 130 and two touchdowns, and he will get that MVP that the players want. Wes, your pick. I have no confidence in my pick whatsoever. I'm going with the Patriots simply because I find, I find them to be a more palatable team. Mm. The Seahawks. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> but the Patriots wow. don't bother me whatsoever. It is they crazy. We've talked about all week just that so many people, when they look at this game, have no feel for it. They just are throwing their it hands does up. Feel Did you give me a final score? 23-20. Rob Gronkowski, popping player. Pop we already gone. said he's the best player on the field. Catches the game-winning touchdown over Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Very good. Mark. Wow. First overtime Super Bowl of our lifetime in history, NFL history. 24-21, New England Patriots. Seahawks driving down the field in the fifth quarter. Mm. Bang. 
Russell Wilson picked off by Darrell Revis. He is my Papa Don low-level pizzeria, poppin' player of the game. <laughs> I will walk into the wilderness and never return if uh, Darrell Revis has a pick six. It walk. feels a little pick angry towards walk. you, and it's not at all. I okay. would, I'm not, I'm see, not I'm getting it too, Greg, so just all right. And finally, Connor. Uh, I'm already going to NFL honors, so 31-10 Seahawks. Uh, I really don't think it's going to be even close. Wait, but er and, uh, earlier in this week, you thought the Patriots were going to win by a couple touchdowns. What changed your mind? Uh, you know, I, I just had a sudden change of heart, you know. I think uh, look, give me a break. You thought Julian Edelman was a jerk. A little bit. I like so, that wild I think emotional that's a good reason. swing there. Who's your popping player? Russell Wilson, who's going to have over 100 rushing yards. Right. Ooh, Very good. So those are our Super Bowl picks. And uh, now, Chris Wessling. It's time. Our great producer, TD, we're going to bring him out. We talked about oh, and we're no. going to have a special type of food <laughs> to put Wes's softball pants in. TD, what is happening? This is grotesque. This is outrageous. Uh, wow. Oh, my. Oh, my God. So, a little I backstory. Think, I think uh, we need a fork. Wes, Wes, before the season started, this is disgusting. <laughs> Wes, before the season started, said that if Brian Hoyer was not the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback in week one, he would eat his softball pants. Brian Hoyer uh, started the game. Johnny Manziel did not. So that means it's softball pants time, and I have Wes brought his pants. Okay. And here I cut up some pieces, so we're going to take the – that is a big hot dog. How do you feel about that? That I is called that the Grand Canyon could, could dog. I'm more worried about that than that. I would be. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of this on, a little bit of that, <laughs> put a little bit of there. Here's a oh, zipper. Yeah, get some tag in there. There's a zipper. Yeah, put a little zipper nice. in. And uh, here we go. We'll just put I on that. I want to see you chew the zipper. All right, now <laughs> – Wes, there's a little tag. And I just want you to know that I made sure to get it from the right spots. Here's your crotch area. Here's where your buttocks is. And then when you slide, I got some, I got some good dirt, too, somewhere in there, too. So, Wes, any final words? You went against, you uh, bet on uh, Johnny Menzel, and now your life has reached this stage. I think more accurately, I bet against Brian Hoyer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm worried about the size of this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you can How finish the rest of it after the show because you do have to finish every last bite. Well, the, yeah. the, the deal that we made was half of it, but this is so giant. It's like a $28 hot dog. Half would kill any human. Uh, yes, uh, from a local bistro here at Radio Row. So, Wes, just one big bite should do it. I mean, I do we need to hold How it manageable is this? Does anybody want to, by the way, have final words for Wes? All right, Wes, let's get some of this pant in here. Wes, we've worked together for five or six years, two different places. I've always loved you like a brother <laughs> I a never wanted. This is a hideous food item. This is outrageous. Did you get, get any pants? Get a little, mm -hmm. pa get a little pants in there. <laughs> yeah, just throw it here. I think you want to have a little, a little pants in there. <laughs> All right. This is quite you got to swallow. Let's make sure he swallows, too. If nothing else, unlike some of us... Chris capitalizes on his bets. He says he's going to do something. He eats some softball pants. TD, thank you very much uh, for bringing the hot dog and for all you've done. And then Wes, <laughs> how did it taste? Napkin? Yeah. It's weird to know that we've just achieved the pinnacle of our broadcasting careers. Yeah, it doesn't get any better. Together here. It's all pretty much downhill after watching Chris do this. Really disturbing. All right. So there that, is a zipper in there. All right. So let's wrap it up. That is the Around the NFL, the first annual Super Bowl special. Uh, Wes, thank you for eating that, keeping your word. Uh, everybody enjoy the game, and we'll be back Sunday night with our special podcast. Goodbye.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com you know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.